1 John chapter 4 and verse 1. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God. Because many false prophets are gone out into the world, hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already is it in the world. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Now, we'll go back to verse 1. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God. Try the spirits. So we are not to believe every spirit or everything that we hear. We know from the scripture in, in 1 Corinthians, uh, the Word of God says that in this world there are many voices, and none of them are without signification, or none of them uh, are without uh, the ability to be distinguished. We can discern or distinguish uh, the voices that are going on in this world. There are a lot of voices that are uh, communicated through news media, through television, through movies, through music, uh, through relationships and families and uh, relationships on your job, uh, relationships in your community, even relationships in the church. Uh, there are many voices, and none of them are without signification. You can identify the voice. You can discern what spirit it is or what spirit is behind it because all voices have a spirit or an influence behind them. It is either the spirit of this world, uh, as we see here, the spirit of the Antichrist, Antichrist, or it is the spirit of God. The Spirit of God, of course, will exalt Jesus, will bring glory to God, will honor the Lord, honor the Word of God. And the spirit of Antichrist would always dishonor or dishonor Jesus Christ, dishonor God, dishonor the Word of God, dishonor the Holy Spirit, and dishonor you in the long run. Because here we see a clarity, a distinction between the spirit of this world and the spirit of God, then we are to know the difference between them. The Scripture says, first of all, that we are uh, to guide our lives through the Word. The entrance of His Word gives light. It gives understanding unto the simple. His, his Word is a light to our path. It directs our way. It gives us understanding how we are to live, how we are to walk, how we are to conduct ourselves, what kind of attitudes we are to maintain. It gives us understanding of God's ways. But then secondly, we are to be led by the Holy Spirit. The Scripture says in Romans chapter 8 that as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Then on down in the chapter there, it says, For His Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. So as a believer, you have the Holy Spirit, uh, and He 
the Holy Spirit can direct or guide you and help you to distinguish or determine between the voice of this world or the spirit of Antichrist and, of course, the Spirit of God, who is the Holy Spirit. Now, the Holy Spirit is there to direct you. His Spirit bears witness with your spirit that you are a child of God. So you even know that you're a child of God by the Holy Spirit's witness within your heart. Well, the same is true about about other areas of your life. The Holy Spirit can witness with your heart. You can know the Holy Spirit. You can have a relationship and fellowship with the Holy Spirit, communion with the Holy Spirit. You can know the voice of God. So there are many voices in this world. Jesus is our shepherd, and he said his sheep know his voice, and the voice of a stranger they will not follow. So we have the opportunity as believers to listen to the Holy Spirit, know his voice, and follow his voice, therefore follow God's ways. So first of all, of course, the Word of God. Then secondly, we have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us, abiding in our hearts. When Jesus went away, he said, I will send you another comforter, simply meaning that he was going to send someone like himself and that he would be with you forever. He's going to live with you and in you, abide in you. Then, of course, thirdly, you have your own spirit that's been born again, and your own conscience can direct you and tell you what is right and what is wrong. You can know uh, to listen to your heart rather than your head, rather than your mind, rather than your natural reasoning, rather than your flesh, rather than the spirit of this world. Now then, of course, if you listen to your own conscience and you follow your heart, and you follow the Holy Spirit and His direction in your life, and if you follow the Word of God first of all, then you're going to find that you're not going to participate with the spirit of the world or with the spirit of Antichrist. You're going to participate with the Holy Spirit, which always will align you with the Word of God because the Holy Spirit is the revealer of the Word or the revealer of the truth. And the scripture says, Jesus said it this way, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed, and you'll know the truth, and the truth will do what? Make you free. So freedom comes as a result of knowing the truth, and in order to know the truth, you need the Holy Spirit to teach you. Because the the word of God is understood by revelation. So the Holy Spirit teaches you the truth. He leads you and guides you as an individual. And then your own conscience tells you what is right and what is wrong. The book of Hebrews says that we can have our senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So in this world, there is good and there is evil. In this world, there is God and there is a devil. So sometimes the devil would uh, like for you to believe or like for people to believe that he doesn't even exist. Because if you don't think he exists, where's, where's all this evil coming from? So he can, he can cloak himself uh, or he can disguise himself. In fact, the Bible says that he endeavors to disguise himself as an angel of light. So sometimes he likes to uh, make you think that he is better than he is. Or he likes you to think he's good when he's evil. 
And uh, so the devil is a liar. He's a deceiver. And that is his mode of operation. Many times in the world, people don't even realize what spirit they're of. Remember, Jesus said, because uh, they, they wanted to call fire down, and Jesus, his disciples, wanted to call fire down on some people, and he said, you don't even know what spirit you're of. So then we, as even believers, we could yield ourselves to the world, or we could yield ourselves to the flesh, or we could yield ourselves to the devil. Or we can choose to yield ourselves to the Holy Spirit and to the Word of God and submit ourselves to His will and His way. Correct? Now, as a believer, we have to choose. Now, if that were not true, He wouldn't have to say to us, try the spirits. If it were not uh, true, then Paul would not have to admonish us to walk in the Spirit and not after the flesh. Uh if that were not true in Galatians, it wouldn't say, having begun in the Spirit, are you now made perfect by the flesh? In other words, you could start out in the right way and end up in the wrong way. You could start out on the right course and end up on, end up on the wrong course. You could start out on the right course and get diverted and get off on the wrong track, and you could follow that track until one day you woke up and you came to yourself and you came to your understanding and came to the reality of the truth and saw the light and said, Father, I see that I'm wrong. Repent and get back on course. So we have to determine in our hearts that we're going to try the spirits to see whether they be of God. To determine whether the spirit that is trying to influence your life, the influence that is coming to your mind, or coming through voices, coming through media, coming through uh, a television, coming through a movie, or coming through music, or coming through a, 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 a relationship, we have to determine whether that spirit is of God. If it is not of God, then we have to choose what is right. And by having our senses developed so that we're able to know what the truth is in the Word so that we're able to listen to the Holy Spirit's voice, so that we're able to have a sensitive conscience, praise God, develop our conscience to hear the voice of God, develop our spirit to listen to the Holy Spirit rather than listen to the voice of the world. Now, you and I are faced with those kind of cho uh, choices on a daily basis. That's not something that's going to go away. When you develop to a certain level spiritually, then you will never be tempted. Now, that would be wonderful, but it will not happen until heaven. So we might as well acknowledge that that is a reality and then develop ourselves to be able to follow the Spirit of God and not be influenced by the Spirit of Antichrist or anything that would be against God. So he said, test the spirits. So the first test is the Word. The second test is the Holy Spirit. The third test, of course, is your own conscience. But the Word is first place. The Word of God must be first. It must be the final authority in your life so that sometimes you might think you're listening to the Lord, but if you really looked at the Bible, you'd find out that you're not really listening to the Holy Spirit. You're listening to another spirit. So if you always make the Word of God the final authority, then your choices could be right choices because you're able to discern between good and evil. Yeah. 
And therefore, choose good. Choose God. Choose right. Choose righteousness. Choose not to sin. Choose not uh, to yield yourself to the flesh or yield yourself to this world. Choose not to be controlled or dominated by the world or the influences that are around you. Understanding that the spirit of Antichrist is prevalent. There are things constantly that you're confronted with in your life that are against God. Now, how is it that you would know? We've just discussed those things, but we'll give you one more verse of Scripture. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, it says that we are to cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring every thought to the obedience of Jesus Christ. Bring it into captivity to the obedience of Christ, which tells us or gives us a clue where the primary mode of Satan's operation in your life as a believer would be. He said we are to cast down imaginations. So how is it that the spirit of this world accesses your life? The primary way that Satan accesses your life is through your imagination, through your mind. He said, bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Jesus Christ. Any imagination, any thought, any picture, any image that is against God, against the knowledge of God, bring every uh, imagination, cast it down that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Now, understanding that Satan started the thing out with evil by endeavoring to exalt himself above the stars of God. So, exalting himself was the way that thing started. That's why Lucifer fell. And that's why he lost his glory. And now he is a deceiver and a liar and a thief. And so how he operates is he suggests things to your mind. He does it through your eye gate. He does it through your ear gate. He does it through your sense of touch or your feelings. You know, just by Touching the wrong way at the wrong time, the wrong person can send vibes through your flesh and through your mind and through your body and imaginations happen. And now you've got to deal with something that was an inappropriate touch. Wrong things, watching the wrong thing, letting it come into your eyes. It puts images in your mind that are not easily erased, that are not easily always dealt with. Uh, just things you hear, your associations, who you hang around, people you listen to, because their philosophy is easily uh, going to sway your life if you make them your primary friends. Whatever they believe and whatever spirit they are of and whatever they are communicating through their words, through their actions, through their deeds, and what they would endeavor to influ influence you to do, is going to impact your soul, impact your mind. Because Satan's primary way of access is through your eyes, is through your ears, is through your touch, through your senses. And imaginations come. 
And so then you have to deal with those things which would may, you may never have to deal with unless you were subjected to certain things in your life. So that's why choices are vital. What you watch, what you listen to, what you uh, 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 associate with, the friends you make and people you acquaint yourself with and you draw close to are going to determine largely where you go in life and what you do, what your philosophy becomes, what you believe about God and about life and about the devil and about yourself is going to be developed so then he tells us to do what? Try the spirits. Try them with the word. It's what, what I just heard in line with the word. It's what I just saw in line with the word. It's what I just experienced in line with the word. Is it in line with the Holy Spirit or does that, uh, when, when that is spoken or when that is said, does it pierce my heart and make me want to recall you always want to yield to your own spirit. You always want to listen to your own conscience. You want, you want to listen when the Holy Spirit reminds you of a word. When the word of God floats up on the inside of you. See, Jesus said the Holy Spirit, one of his jobs is to teach you, but also is to bring to your remembrance whatever he has said or whatever he's taught you. So when the word comes up on the inside, when you are involved in a certain activity or you're, you're close to a certain fire, you know, I don't have to touch the fire to find out that it burns. I mean, I can get close and I can tell it's hot enough I don't want to put my hand in. But you know, a little child sometimes doesn't realize the impact of touching something that is hot. So you what? Train them. If you touch that, it's hot. So they get over to the stove or something that's hot. It's hot because they've been taught it's hot. You don't have to touch it to find out that it's hot. I don't have to go to hell to find out that it's hot. No. And so you don't have to. Sometimes people think, well, you know, I remember uh, as a teenager, you know, even thinking, you know, that because uh, there were so many people that had great testimonies of where they've come from. And, and I was thinking, well, I don't have that, such a great testimony. Well, I'm glad I had uh, uh, as little as I had. I had plenty to tell. But, you know, thank God it's not necessarily what you came from. It's what God's brought you into. And what he saved you from and kept you from being in. I was involved in enough sin. Thank God I didn't go any further. Who knows? Because sometimes people don't get back. And so I want to encourage you. Don't yield to the spirit that is in this world. Don't, uh, don't give yourself to the spirit of antichrist. But rather resist sin. But you have to discern in order to resist. How are you going to resist something you, you think is okay? How are you going to uh, stop the devil from controlling you in this area of your life if you think, well, it's acceptable? But if you know what the Scripture says and you know uh, what the Holy Spirit is telling you and your own conscience is saying, don't go there, then you're able to effectively resist when thoughts come to your mind. 
Well, you know what to do with it because you have the knowledge of God. You cast down every imagination, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and that helps you to maintain your spiritual life and maintain your, your uh, lifestyle because you knew what God's Word said and you were able to effectively resist the devil in the area of your life or resist the flesh. Because Satan is a thief. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Because, and so the way he primarily does that is he, is he invades your mind and gets you to believe a lie. And if you believe a lie, then you're deceived. And if you're deceived, then you do things because you can't see properly. What you see is one thing, but the end result is not what you see. But the Holy Spirit can help you to see down the road what your action will result in, what will be the consequence of your choices. Now, everyone needs to make the right choices in order to do the right thing. So if you make the right choices, you're going to end up the right place with the right people at the right time doing the right thing. But if you make the wrong choice, you're going to be in the wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong people doing the wrong thing, and you're going to reap the consequences of your action. But if you make the right choices, you'll be in the right place at the right time with the right people doing the right thing, and you're going to reap the benefit of your action because you made the right choice, because you tried the Spirit to see whether or not it was God. And if it's not God, I don't want any part of it. If it is God, I want to give myself to it with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength, and I'm going to reap the benefit because I'm doing the right thing at the right time with the right people, enjoying the blessings of the Lord. God's endeavoring to get us in the right place with the right people doing the right thing so that we can enjoy the benefits of his blessing. Praise God. Hallelujah to Jesus. Just always remember that's his goal. It's not just to rob you of your fun. Let's look again. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God. Because many false prophets are gone out into the world. There are many voices that are speaking. And if it's against the Word of God, if it's against the Holy Spirit, then it's against the will of God for your life. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of Antichrist. Whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already is it in the world. So there, the spirit of Antichrist is already in the world. Yes, there will be a time that the Antichrist or Antichrist will be revealed. The man of sin will be revealed. But the spirit of Antichrist is here right now. And if it was there then, it's certainly here now. So understanding that there is good and evil, there is God and the devil, there is right and wrong, and which some would try to uh, infer and actually flat out say that there is no absolutes. 
There are no absolutes in, in this world. Well, I beg to differ. There is an absolute. You're going to die. How much you want to bet? Go ahead and sign over your inheritance to me. You're going to die. Or my children. Why? That is an absolute. How do I know it's absolute? Well, I know it one way because the Bible says it's appointed unto man wants to die. After that, the judgment. That's the word of God. That's the truth. But it's amazing how people are telling the truth about that all the time. Every day, people just tell the truth. Maybe they lied all their life, but they tell the truth in their death. Their life is an example of truth. The truth is that everyone is going to die. That must be an absolute. There's another absolute. If you jump off the top of this building, you're going to hit the ground. There's another absolute. If I hit you upside the head with a baseball bat, it's going to hurt. To say that there are no absolutes is really not even thinking. There are absolutes in this world. Pain is inevitable if I hit you with a bat. Now, you can say, I don't believe that. But it could be proven. I choose not to because I walk in love. The Bible is an absolute. God's Word is absolute. Even if we didn't believe it, the Bible says that shall your unbelief make the Word of God, uh, you know, void. It's, it's going to be there. The Word of God is going to be there whether we believe it or not. I just choose to believe it. Now, if we believe it, then we're going to enjoy it. The devil is real. God is real. There's a spirit of Antichrist in the world. There's the Spirit of God in you. Hallelujah. And if the Spirit of God's in you, then you have the ability to discern between the Spirit of Antichrist or the Spirit of this world and the Spirit of God. Now, he said one of the ways that you discern it here is every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. Every spirit that doesn't confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. Well, that's pretty simple, isn't it? You can examine the religions of the world, and they either believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that he came to this world. He was God manifest in the flesh. He was Jesus Christ come in the flesh. Or they don't believe that. And that is a bottom line because that's foundational. If you don't believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that he was God manifest in the flesh and he came to this world, he lived as a man, he died on the cross, and he was raised again from the dead, then there is no salvation. There is no redemption. That's why the devil would like to cloud that part of the truth. And so he said if, you, if the Spirit confesses that Jesus is the Christ... So sometimes if you're having thoughts and you're wondering where they came from, you ought to just say, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that Jesus 
was God manifest in the flesh. I believe that Jesus Christ came to this earth and lived as a man. I believe that Jesus died on the cross. I believe that he on the third day was raised again from the dead and that he is risen and that Jesus Christ is Lord. And while you're saying that, you'll find out that that other spirit will shut down. While you're speaking the truth, it's amazing that the devil cannot hang on but so long with the truth being declared because the light exposes him. Now, roaches may visit your house, but if you'll turn the light on, they will immediately go into hiding. The devil does not like to be exposed for who he is. He likes for people to call evil good and good evil. He likes to cloud the matter. He likes to disguise himself. He likes to confuse the issue. He doesn't want people to know what is black and what is white, what is good and what is evil, what is good and what is right, what is wrong. He, he doesn't want us to understand. Do you understand what I'm saying? He doesn't want us to be able to rightly discern. He likes us to... To, to be cloaked in our minds with a lack of clarity. It's called deception. He likes for people to believe a lie, think it's the truth, and all the while they're walking a road of destruction. At the end of that road is death. And so Satan is a liar. He's a deceiver. And so, therefore, you have to be able to try the spirits, discern whether or not it is God and whether or not it is not God. All right, so if you have your foundation straight, you can't build a house without a good foundation. We've been taking some time on the foundation of our building. But the reason for that is because you want a solid foundation and you want to be ready that when you put the walls up and you put the roof up, that the foundation can handle the building. It can stand secure because if you build on a, a, a weak foundation, then your building is not going to be secure. It's not going to be solid. And your life, if it's not built on the proper foundation, then it will not be a solid stable life. Jesus said it this way. He said there were two kinds of men. There was one person that built his house on the sand. Then there was another that built his house on the rock. And he said you could tell who built his house on the sand and this, was a kind, this is what that man did. He built his house on hearing the word but not doing it. He heard the word but he didn't act on the word. He, he did not conduct his life by the Word of God or by the Scripture. And then there was another man that heard the Word, but he acted on the Word. He did the Word. And when he did the Word, he was building his house on the rock. Now, when the house is built, when you're building your house, there are floods that come. We've experienced it in our nation. There are floods that come. There are, there are times of adversity and every life has them, whether you build on the sand or you build on the rock. Every life has adversity. If you're waiting for no adversity, it's only going to be in heaven. 
When you get to heaven, you'll have no adversity. But as long as you live in the earth, there is adversity. And so we have to be ready when the adversity comes. He said the rains fell, the uh, floods came, and the waters washed that man's house uh, away that had built his house on the sand, just hearing the word. But the man that heard the word and did the word, he built his house on the rock. When the floods came, his house stood. So you have to determine to build your house, build your life on the word of God, on a solid foundation. And when the storms come and the adversity comes, then you're ready. You're prepared. And you know, every day is a preparation for tomorrow. Every day is a preparation for next week or next year. Every day you're preparing for your next day. So if you will prepare properly, praise God forever, then you'll be ready for the storms of life. And you're not washed away. You're still standing after the storm is over. Praise God. So then we need to discern what's good, what's right. What is God? What is the devil? What's the spirit of this world? What is the spirit of God? What is the difference? We need to have our senses uh, exercised to be able to discern good and evil, to discern a right thought and a wrong thought, to discern a good thought and a bad thought. To discern whether that image was the Holy Spirit's production or that was a flesh production. Whether it was the Holy Spirit uh, uh, motivating that uh, thought or motivating that attitude or whether it was your flesh or the world or the devil. And so if you're able to discern, then you're able to reject the wrong and receive the right. If you reject the wrong thoughts, then you're not going to do the wrong thing. But if you reject the right thoughts, you end up, you'll end up uh, doing the wrong thing. Because if you push out the right, you're going to receive the wrong. So you have to choose and you have to be able to discern between the two. Every spirit, verse 3 again, that confesseth not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of Antichrist, Antichrist, against Christ. Whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now, already it is in the world. So this spirit is prevalent. So when you listen to the news or when you listen to uh, uh, the uh, radio or when you listen to music or when you listen to people talk, you need to be able to discern. You need to be able to choose. And if you can see, you can choose properly. If you can discern properly, you can choose properly. And if you choose properly, you're going to do the right thing. And if you do the right thing, you're going to reap the right results. And you're going to enjoy the benefit of your choice. Praise God. Because there's always blessing that comes from right choices. When you choose to obey God's Word, choose to obey the Holy Spirit, choose to walk with God and follow His will, for your life, there's always benefit. There's always blessing. It doesn't cost to serve God. It pays. It may cost you your flesh and your own will, but it'll, it'll pay you rich dividends. Praise God. In the long run, you get the greatest benefit and enjoy the best of life because you've chosen the right over the wrong. You've chosen God over the devil. You've chosen your spirit over the flesh. 
You've chosen to walk with God. Can you say amen? Amen. So this spirit is here. But verse 4, ye are of God. You are of God. Now he contrasts the spirit of the world, doesn't he? The spirit of Antichrist and the spirit of God. He makes a clear contrast. Then he says, and you are of God. In other words, he tells you what spirit you're of. You are of God, little children. You're not even a part of that spirit. You're not even connected to that spirit. You've been reborn. You've been refathered. You've been born of God. You have been uh, uh, given a new life from heaven, and God has become your father, and Jesus Christ is the Lord of your life, and Satan is no longer to lord over your life, and the spirit of this world is no longer, really has no right, has no authority in your life, but if you don't resist that spirit, then that spirit will easily invade your soul and invade your mind and invade your life and invade your conduct. But thank God you have something inside of you that's greater than what's on the outside of you. Remember, the devil works from the outside. You know, I have a few, a few fruit trees, but sometimes the boars will get in the fruit trees. And what they'll do is they'll, they'll just bore into that tree and really suck the life out of it. But then in the winter, they'll go back into the ground. But then they'll come out in the spring and go back into that tree and just kill the tree eventually. Listen, what's in you has the ability to resist what's on the outside of you. The stronger you are on the inside, the less you're going to let access your life. He says, you are of God, little children. So don't let the devil rob you of your fruit. Don't let the devil rob you of producing in your life spiritual fruit. Really, Jesus' goal is after fruit. He planted the seed of eternal life on the inside of you, but his goal is fruit. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, meekness, temperance, and faith. That is the fruit of the Spirit. The works of the flesh are listed out, and adultery and fornication, uh, all kinds of stuff, anger and bitterness, all kinds of stuff come out of the flesh. But you have to choose whether you're going to walk in the flesh or walk in the Spirit, don't you? You can choose to walk in the Spirit. You can choose to let the fruit of the Spirit come out of the inside of you. But if you don't deal with your flesh, those fleshly thoughts will invade your mind. If you don't do what Paul said, I keep my body under. I bring it into subjection. Lest I myself, when I preach to others, I myself should be a castaway. It doesn't matter who you are. You can be the Apostle Paul. If you don't deal with your flesh, you get in trouble. It doesn't matter if you're a preacher or if you're a Sunday school teacher or you're a youth minister or whether you are a business person or whether you are a secretary. It doesn't matter. The devil would like to access your mind through your flesh and through the spirit of this world. So you have to watch yourself and guard yourself. And you have to be able to discern when that spirit is trying to invade your mind what spirit it is. 
And when you have thoughts that are contrary to God, you have to cast them down. You can't wait and say, well, yeah, I kind of like that thought. No, you can't just, uh, just go on with that imagination because eventually what you think is eventually what you do. Praise the Lord. How many are getting some help this morning? We all know it's true, don't we? If we don't deal with our thoughts, if we don't discern them rightly, then eventually we will carry out that deed or that act. But if we will recognize rather than allowing Satan to invade our minds and invade our lives and invade our flesh and invade our experience, rather than that, we say, no, I am of God. God is my father. I have my life from God. God gave, gave me eternal life. He gave me a new nature. I've been made a taker of the divine nature. And because his life is on the inside of me, I can produce the fruit of the Spirit, love and joy and peace. I can express the love of God in my attitude, in my words, in my actions, in my home toward my wife or toward my husband or toward my children. I can express and demonstrate the fruit of the Spirit on my job. When, not whenever things going good. All of us face pressures, and there are times when you find out that there's more in your flesh and in your natural reasoning, and the devil takes advantage of every weakness. And everybody has some weaknesses. Everybody has areas in their life where the devil could access and he punches a few buttons and he's a strategist. He's a trickster. So he punches a few buttons and, and before you know it, you've, you've done something or you've said something that you shouldn't have said and you know as soon as it came out of your mouth, you know you're yielding to the flesh. You know that there's another spirit working and operative right now. And it's not the Holy Spirit. Does anybody here can identify? But no, thank God, you're of God, little children, and what have overcome them? You've overcome the spirit of this world. You've overcome the spirit of Antichrist. So when you have thoughts or attitudes, go ahead and uh, try the spirit. See what, it's, what spirit it's of, where it came from. What is that attitude? Where does that come from? You've, you're of God, little children, and have overcome them because what? Greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. In other words, the spirit on the inside of you is greater than the spirit that is in this world. And when you maintain a spirit of faith and confession of the word of God, acknowledging what Jesus has said, what God has said concerning you, remember your foundation is the word of God, and his word says to you that greater is he that is in you than he he that is in this world. There is no temptation but such as is common to man. In other words, anybody can experience this, but anyone can overcome this. God provides a way to escape, and your way is through the Word. Your way is through the Holy Spirit. Your way is listening to your own conscience and obeying the voice of your spirit rather than the voice of your feelings or your body or the voice of your natural reasoning. So you resist the devil. 
and you stand your ground with the authority that God has given you as a believer, greater is he that lives inside of you than he, the influence, the antichrist, the spirit of this world that is outside of you, that endeavors to pressure you. See, Satan bores in from the outside. If he can't, if he can't stay in your mind, if you'll evict him from your mind, you'll evict him from your life. If you'll evict him and cast down imaginations and attitudes and wrong thinking, if you'll cast those things down, then you'll deal with your life and you'll experience living the life of Jesus and bearing the fruit of the Spirit and the love of God will ooze out of you. Praise God. When you're under pressure, what comes out? Jesus. The life of God comes out of you. That's our goal, I trust, that we even under pressure, the love of God, the life of God, the peace of God, the joy of the Lord just comes right out of our spirit, comes up on the inside, and we face life with faith in the greater one who lives on the inside of us. Hallelujah to Jesus forever. Glory to God. Praise God. The Bible says, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Today, you can call on Jesus. You can call on Him for your salvation. Salvation is a gift. It's not something you have to work for or you have to earn by your own merits. It's something that you receive by simple faith in the fact that Jesus died for your sin and that God raised Him again from the dead. Just pray this simple prayer right now and call on the name of Jesus. Say, Dear God, I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of God that he died for my sin, and that you raised him again from the dead. I confess you, Jesus, as the Lord of my life. I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Friend, if you prayed that prayer today, you are saved. You're a child of God. God is your Father, and he has a great plan for your future. Give us a call today at the number on your screen. We want to send you a book free of charge with no obligation on your part. It's our desire to be a help to you in your spiritual life. And we believe the best years of your life are ahead. Do your prayers go unanswered? Do you feel disconnected from God? Pastor David Sheeran's Steps to Answered Prayer can help you better understand how to pray more effectively. This four DVD or CD set will help you reconnect with God through prayer and provide the steps to get your prayers answered. Buy now Steps to Answered Prayer. For a gift of $24 for the CD set or $32 for the DVD set, you can order this product by calling 866-700-WORD or contacting us online at wordoflifelasvegas.com. Order now and see your prayers 